Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You are now tuned in to the hottest podcast across the land. The hottest podcast across the globe. Definitely, motherfuckers, definitely the hottest podcast on Caxbox Live. Oh, let me try that again. Castbox Live. This is what happens when you take four days off. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. This is, this is, this is... Mixture of variety. I'm your host, Patience Zero. Give it up one time. Give it up one time. Yes, indeed. Thank you, studio audience. Thank you. What is up? What's going on? What's happening? What's cracking? What's popping? What's going down? You know the drill. You know the drill by now. The hottest podcast in the world, baby. The hottest podcast in the world. First of all, let me let me say this. <coughs> well... I should first say, please excuse my cough that uh, I've been saying for the last two weeks, but I got my tea here. We're all good. First of all, let me say welcome to Mixture of Variety. We put the odd in podcast. And if this is your 100th time listening or if this is your first time listening, we have over 170 shows, so you know how it is. Either way, welcome, welcome, welcome. Now make sure Variety goes live. Monday through Friday. 9 p.m. Eastern. And we have to say Eastern because we are global. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The Panic Attack Podcast in the building. What up, my dude? What is going on? Happy holidays and all that. All that jazz. Yes, and speaking about the holidays, <coughs> before we go any further, I must say, 
again, apologizing for the coughing. I've been sick for the last two weeks, and some of you guys may know that last week, actually a week ago, exactly, last Monday, I was like, you know what, just to be on the safe side, let me get a COVID test, because I'm going to be around family for Christmas, and the last thing I want to do is give it to them. So... Just for shits and giggles. You know what I mean? I had like a chest cold. Chest was hurting a little bit. Coughing a lot. Disgustingly. And congestion. Like I still am congested in my in my nose. You know. So I'm thinking like whatever. I'm always sick during Christmas. For the past like 30 years. It is what it is. <laughs> but just to be on the safe side. Well sure enough. Ladies and gentlemen. Sure enough. Um. The results came back pretty quickly. They said three to ten days. And I was happy that I didn't have to wait past Christmas because that would have sucked anyway. But uh, sure enough, Wednesday morning, you are detected positive. All right. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, nope, nobody got time for it. And I sure as hell didn't have time for it. You know, it's like if, if, if it's going to happen for the entire 2020, of course, it has to happen during Christmas, right? I mean, why not? Why not? Just to end my just to end my year off uh in a shitty way. But let me let me just, let me stop. Let me stop. There's I'm not playing a victim. I'm not like I don't need a pity party. I I, I feel bad for even saying that because there's so many people that got it so much worse. There's people that had, you know, family members pass away um who, you know, got deathly sick over it, have been in the hospital ventilator. So let me stop. But I just, I'm just I'm just, you know, it's like come on. I'm going to get it the entire year like it has to happen at Christmas time. And I'm not even religious. It's not even like, you know, it's not even a big deal like that. But anyway, I'm just thinking I was one of those people that was going to get a minor, you know, a little, a little case of sneezing. What up, Nestor? Coughing. Good luck on following the host. I appreciate you. You know, like like I had for the last week and a half before I got tested. A little chest congestion, little little stuff nose, call it a day. Well, not so much. I was not going to have... So I found this out Wednesday, right? This was Wednesday morning. <laughs> so I knew for sure that I wasn't going to see my family, see anybody, do anything. You know, basically quarantining, whatever. I was like, okay. So then Thursday, I started feeling pretty sick. I started feeling like that I was that I was sick, like it's you know achy and shit like that. And I was like, "Fuck." Then I was bored out of my mind. I was not going to do a show. I was not going to do a podcast. Christmas Eve. Um, you know, I, I knew Nikki P wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it. But I was just like, you know what? I'm bored as fuck. Let me just hop on. And see what I can do. Maybe I'll just play some music. I was really like, I, I had nothing planned. I was just like, let me just go on. Just just because I was bored as fuck. Well, anyway, about 10, 15 minutes into the show, I almost passed out. And I was like, I have to stop the show right now. And I need to lay down. And then ever since that happened, it has been... A horrific few days. All I can say is Thursday night. I'm not going to get too graphic and crazy. But Thursday night. 
So Christmas Eve, Christmas Day Eve, and then Saturday night. I thought I was dying. And if you know me, I, I can definitely be dramatic at times. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll own that. I can be dramatic at times, especially when I'm starting to talk about something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, oh my god, I was so sick, I thought I was dying. You know, like, I would say some shit like that. Well, let me just tell you, I cannot remember the last time that I was that sick. And practically wishing that I was dead. And then mentally, because physically I was completely fucked up. I was on, I, I it was... You know, I can't even tell you how, how bad it got physically, but then, obviously, mentally, it does something to you mentally, too, or it does to me, and mentally, it was fucking me up, because, like, I was really depressed about, like, you know, not having anyone around, I don't have a significant other, I couldn't see my family, I was quarantining, so that alone was getting me, like, really depressed, that, like, the, the most... The main time that I want to be around people that care about me, even if it is just to like sit there and complain about my symptoms, because sometimes even that helps. I couldn't even do that. So I felt like really lonely on top of it. I'm feeling like physically like just the worst, you know, I felt in a long time. And after like the second day of feeling like that, I started to feel so angry. I started to feel so angry and not angry for the things that I just named um, not angry for the things that I just brought up as far as not being around family and feeling extra lonely not having anything other and blah blah I was angry that I got this fucking virus in general and I was angry that this virus that was made in a Wuhan lab and however, it escaped intentionally or unintentionally, and it took over the world. I, that, that's what I was pissed off about, because I have done maybe like a handful of shows about coronavirus since we've been starting the show in back in February, last, last February. But I don't dwell on it because I know that's what the mainstream media is doing and that's all that everybody has been talking about since like February, March, right? But it's different seeing it on TV. It's different seeing it on Twitter. It's different hearing about it from other people like, oh, my coworker's boyfriend got it, you know, oh shit. You know, it's different. It's just different. It's just different. So when it hits home, I was just so fucking angry. I was so angry that the United States and the world, you know, have to have to deal with this shit. And not dealing very very well with it either, but have to deal with this shit. And then I started thinking what's gonna happen for you know twenty twenty one. And the vaccines and stuff, because I'm still not taking vaccines, but that's a whole other podcast. Definitely not taking one of those vaccines, not at all. So if you guys are into that, into that and interested in that, 
and are all about vaccines, please do take it. So we have the 70% of population that can take it so we can move on. Because I won't be one of those people. But, yeah, when it hit home, man, it was it was rough. And it was just like, it just got me really angry. And it just put the realization in me like, this actually did happen. This is actually a thing. This is not just like something that you just watch on TV or hear about on Twitter or listen on a podcast and just hear about it. Like, you know, getting COVID fucked me up in the head. Like, getting COVID really fucked me up in the head. And the thing is, is that the only way that it could have fucked me up even more in the head, because physically I was, I was like, destroyed, right? The only way it could have fucked me up more in the head is if it affected my family. Like a loved one, you know, like my, like one of my best friends or like a best friend. You know, my actually, actually, my best friend did have it. My best friend in Florida, she did have it and she was a fucking trooper and she had it, you know, she had, she had a really bad case as well and she had it for a very long period of time. Thank God I only had mine for like a, a couple weeks, if that bad symptoms only like a handful of days. But if it's like family and it's like, you know, my mom or something or my stepdad you know people that are like up there in age and then it's just like then what happens then then the anxiety really kicks in like okay well, hold on because they're like getting up in age and it's like if they get it it's a lot worse and you know i'm just i'm thinking about all these things that everybody else in the world is thinking about right now but just going through it and experiencing it and just having this disgusting fucking chinese entity that just entered my body i don't like that shit I don't like that shit at all. It makes me it makes me want to throw up right now. Like my skin is just like my hairs are just like all standing up and I'm just like I just want to curl up and just throw up. You know? Just knowing that that is what made me so sick for those 3 nights. Some fucking bullshit. So thank you for letting me vent. I knew I was going to have to vent about that and say something, um especially because I have never gone two nights in a row without doing a podcast. <laughs> um, I missed one day. I had one like really, really, really horrible mental health day that I just couldn't do it. Um, maybe two. I might have might have been two because there was there was a couple of mental health days that I was just like, "There's no way I could do a podcast right now." And it's it's funny because all I'm doing is sitting up and talking, and people would be like, "What the fuck do you mean you can't do a podcast?" Like, no, I really just could not do it. I couldn't, like, be on, I couldn't talk, I couldn't, you know, but I would push through and just do it for the people, you know, who suffer from mental illness and stuff like that. And then usually at the end of the podcast, I felt better, which was good. But physically, never happened. Never happened. I mean, luckily, I'm not that, I'm not sick that much, even to, like, miss days like that, whatever, but... You know, Thursday to go on for 10 minutes and almost pass out, and then no, not for Christmas, and then luckily having the weekend off. You know, I, I miss I miss doing it for sure. I was I was so happy that I, I woke up. I, it was the first time I slept all night last night in like five days, in five nights, so that was a beautiful thing. And then waking up and not having a fever finally, like I finally broke my fever, and I was like still extremely winded if I walk room to room and I have a cough and, you know, some other symptoms, but... um obviously feeling much better and was looking forward to the podcast all day. So how about I sip some tea and we keep it moving because 
I really want to get to some of these quotes today. I don't know if you saw in the room or not. Um, you probably did. Or maybe you follow us on IG. I apologize if I do sound like I'm a little winded. Just from sitting down like I'm 500 pounds. Shit definitely takes the life, the air out of you. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, oh yeah, no, so I want to get to this, uh, I want to get to these quotes, because if you didn't see in the room, um, inspiring, motivational, uplifting, quotes, sometimes I do quotes for mental illness, but today, specifically, we're going to be talking about addiction, and even more than that, addiction and recovery. So addiction, recovery, sobriety, which is actually one of the main topics or three of the main topics that we touch on in this show. So let's get right to it so we can do that. Because um, today is a good day. And the reason why I wanted to do this is because I have 21 months sober today. Clean and sober today. So even even COVID couldn't take me down. I don't know, if I was feeling like how I was feeling, there's no way I would have used anyway, but maybe I would have. Would have popped some opiates or something to get rid of my, my pain. But I didn't. 21 months, we keep it moving. And I know sometimes it just, you know, a lot of people, especially even even my, like, like my family and stuff like that, like now it's just like, wow, yeah, congratulations. And then, you know, move, in, move on with a different conversation, but they don't really realize that... I had the same mentality that it was like the first month, you know, when you have like the first month sober and everybody's like, oh my God, like throwing you a party and shit. And we're so proud of you. And, you know, you can do it. 21 months later, people are kind of like, well, yeah, of course you are. You know, we kind of expected that. And meanwhile, it's just like, if you only knew, if you only knew, by the end of this conversation, I can be high. You know what I mean? By, by tomorrow night, I can have a rig in my arm, you know. I can have a drink in my hand the next day, you know. People will be more shocked, but I'm just saying it's the reality of it. So for myself, I celebrate every day of sobriety, but I like to celebrate the months of sobriety with you guys. So even though we talk about addiction, sobriety, and recovery pretty often... Definitely anytime I celebrate my month. <laughs> so really quick, follow us on Podbean, please, and you'll get a notification when we go live. And also at IG, our Instagram is at Mixture of Variety. You'll see the craziest banners of your life. And you'll know what we're talking about hours before the show instead of just getting, you know, basically being surprised if you just follow us on CastBox. You'll just get a notification at 9 o'clock. And since it's a variety show podcast, you might want to have an idea of what we're talking about hours before the show. So IG is at Mixture Variety, the name of the show. Please don't forget, it's literally, 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 as Nikki P would say, literally, right around the corner. I can honestly say now, right around the corner. My beautiful host, my beautiful co-host Nikki P and I have been promoting this since basically the summer. And here it is. Here it fucking is. Who would have known? 
through thick and thin, who would have known? January 8th, ladies and gentlemen, our first video live YouTube podcast, which I can honestly say now will be next Friday. Holy shit, that feels good to say that. It'll be next Friday, ladies and gentlemen, next Friday. That feels fucking crazy to say that because we've been saying this forever. Now, listen, I thought it was going to be 9 p.m., but it's not going to be 9 p.m. It's going to be a little earlier, uh, so just stay tuned. You guys will hear about it through the show, through IG, through everywhere. You'll 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 hear about it when we go live, and it'll be a, a pilot show, um, of course, to see how the first one goes. And you know, even if we have two viewers in our first show, I will consider that a, a success. Um, and of course, that's just live because then the show will be uploaded on YouTube, and then more people can watch it that way, of course. But yeah, just spread the word, <sighs> spread the word. I shouldn't even say spread the word like COVID like I always do, right? I've been saying that all 2020. Spread the word like COVID-19. You know, spread the word like COVID. Spread the word like COVID. And then karma hits me with the fucking brick in the face. Fuck you, karma. I'm still going to say it. Spread the date. <laughs> spread the date. Like COVID-19. So this is a podcast. Um... Obviously, it's a podcast. Mixture of ideas and a variety of topics, which equals mixture of variety. It's a variety show topic. We can talk about anything and everything. We truly do. We can talk about anything from mental health and addiction. Addiction, what we're talking about tonight. And having sex with gay midget aliens, ladies and gentlemen. That's a great show. That's a great show. But that's not all we talk about. No, no, no. What up, Sam? I'm going to knock these out so quickly, you guys won't even know what hit you. Oh, that's not what I want to do. This is... This is... If I can open it. This is... The highlighted shows that we talk about. It's a variety show podcast, and we have over 170 shows. If I listed everything that we talked about in 170 shows, we'd be here all night, right? So I'm not going to do that, especially because I've been talking about COVID for 15 minutes. I'm going to break this down really fast and go through them really fast. Let you guys know what's going on. And these are the highlighted shows that we talk about. Ready? Okay. Mental illness, mental health, addiction, sobriety, recovery, experiences in a halfway house or rehab, LGBT life, shouts to my LGBTIQA plus PTSD community, relationships, current events and news, sex, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget about our sex show. This Friday will actually be our last sex show on Fridays, and then it's going to be moved to Thursday because of the YouTube podcast on Friday. Get it? Okay, you guys are smart. You figured that out. So our last sex show, our last Friday sex show is going to be this Friday, and then our sex show will be every Thursday after that. And we will do a couple sex shows in our video podcast as well. But with YouTube, we have to be a lot more careful about shit that we do and what we say and music we play and the whole nine because... They will flag you in a second. You you two doesn't play around. I mean, not if you know you have a couple of fucking viewers, they're not going to even catch on. But if we do a sex show and we're you know pulling out Granny's three foot dildo and shit like that, you know, it might be a problem. Might be a problem. 
hip-hop when you talk about hip-hop mindfulness let's take a mindfulness breath you know what let's not because i can't even breathe all right let's try take a mindfulness breath ready <laughs> all right yeah didn't that feel good yeah sure did that mindfulness breath was just to remind you that first of all we do have mindfulness shows episodes that are very cool if you're interested in that type of shit and it's just to remind ourselves to remember where our feet are planted and to bring ourselves back to the moment because this moment is all we have UFOs and aliens, conspiracy theories, oh my. Definitely check out some of those. Check out all of our shows, shit. If you're listening, just check out all of our fucking shows. Just just go to anchor.fm or just download the Anchor app for podcasts, right? So just go to anchor.fm and search Mixture of Variety and you'll see all our shows. The reason why I say go there first is because the more traffic that me and Nikki P have there, the better opportunity for us to get sponsorship. It hasn't happened yet, but the more people that we go there, that go there first, it's a better opportunity to get some type of sponsorship. Okay. Might not happen months, you know, months from now, but it's all good. Just go there first. Then you could also see all the other platforms that our podcast is listed on. So you can listen to us wherever you want. You know, if you're at the gym and you like Apple Podcasts, or you're fucking making dinner and you like Spotify, or you ask Alexa to, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. But go to anchor.fm first, just for us. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, yes. So, Random topics. You'll also see a lot of those random topics, too. So just check out all of our shows. <laughs> Simple as that. And so much more, ladies and gentlemen. But above all, above all, positive energy and laughs. That's what it's about. Positive energy and laughs, ladies and gentlemen. No matter what show we're doing, positive energy and laughs. All right, so I'm not a professional in any way. These are just my thoughts, views, and opinions. The disclaimer is, if you are hypersensitive or get butt hurt easy, this podcast is definitely not for you. Sick and twisted dark humor, vulgar uncensored language, and politically incorrect conversations are just some of the things, and fun, you'll hear on Mixture of Variety, which means listener discretion is definitely... Advised. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. No, the air horn did not wake up Granny. Granny is not allowed in the studio. At least until Wednesday, because I don't want her catching COVID, and I don't want to still be contagious. So she is not here with us. She's 100 years old. She carries a three-foot dildo with her. She's tatted from neck to toe. We caught her in the parking lot smoking toad, crack meth one day. I mean, she's just wild out. She's a hot mess. You can see her on banners at IG, on our IG, at Mixture Variety, if you really want to know what she looks like. Wilding out the nursing home and shit like that. But she is not here with us 
today, unfortunately. Shouts to Granny, we do miss her, but gotta be safe, you feel me? Oh shit, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we have some breaking news. And the breaking news comes in the form of a segment that we like to call Mini Holidays. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Mini Holidays. Why? Because every day is a holiday. Yes, indeed, we all love turtles, and especially Nikki P. Shouts to her. And shouts to her new job, which is why we had to move the time on January 8th. It couldn't be 9 o'clock. It's because she got a new job, so congrats to her. Big shouts to Nikki P. Studio audience was amped about that one. Goddamn. Alright, so basically... Basically... If you didn't hear me screaming over that breaking news... Music... It is everybody's favorite segment of the show. But before I say that... Give yourself a round of applause and pat yourself on the back. Because if you made it this far, shouts to you. You are definitely, officially, a mixture of variety in. You are one of us. You are one of our people. And we love you. And please spread the word like COVID-19. Spread the word of the show like COVID-19. A lot of people can't make it this far. Having sex with gay midget aliens. The disclaimer. Granny's dildo. Definitely a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And as Granny usually says, it's a lot to take in. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely a lot to take in. Her three-foot dildo alone is probably enough to turn some people away as soon as they hear that. You know. But the show is not for everybody. It's a variety show podcast. And we don't give two fucks, you know what I'm saying? It's for the people that do like it. And the people that have warped, crazy, twisted, dark humor type minds like ours. But also, can put that to the side for a second and talk about some real shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got, we're we're bipolar for a reason. You know, we can handle both at the same time. We can be crazy and outlandish and fucking wilding out and crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can talk about some, some wild shit. And then at the same time, we can break it down and just be like, all right, let's talk mindfulness. Let's talk addiction. Let's talk mental illness. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's everybody's favorite segment of the show. It is mini holidays. Oh, shit. Here we go again. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, yes, we got time for it. We barely have time for it because I'm overtime because I talked about COVID for the first 15 minutes of the show. But we can't go. We can't go on without doing the mini holidays. So let's see what today brings us. We call mini holidays because these are random things, completely random things that are celebrated each and every day. And I'm not just talking about holidays. I'm talking about the most random shit that you ever hear in your life sometimes. And some are just, you know, funny, and some are hilarious, and some are completely random, which makes them funny, and some of them are whack, but either way. Either way. So today is Monday, December 28th, and I only know that because I got 21 months sober. Anytime it's the 28th on the calendar, I'm like, yeah, buddy, 28th. And actually, next month... 
God willing, when I have 22 months. God willing. It'll also be Nikki P's birthday. It'll actually be on Nikki P's birthday and my brother's birthday. That's a bit. That's a lot going on. But how about we practice mindfulness and stay in the moment? How about that? Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. So it is. This fucking music's obnoxious. Whatever. All right. There we go. All right, call a friend day. It's call a friend day. Did you guys call a friend day, or are you just stupid motherfuckers that only text like the millennials that you are? Huh? Do millennials use phones to, to call? Like, I think I feel like they are the ones that like text their bosses and shit like that. Like, I can't come in and. Or they're the ones that like text people like you know for their birthday or something like fucking call me bitch pick up your fucking phone and call holy innocence day innocence day it's also called the feast of the holy innocence uh no thank you and innocence day Feast of the Holy Innocence. What in the living fuck is that? Is that like eating children? Alright, I, I don't know what's happening. Uh, okay, so hopefully you guys celebrated that. Uh, National... <coughs> excuse me. National Card Playing Day. Okay, I haven't played cards. Like, actual played cards. Physical cards. Shit, let me think. Uh... I have no idea. I feel like it's been years. Or maybe, you know what? Yeah, maybe like, I would say like three years. I used to work at a, as a counselor for um, troubled youth kids. And God, were they troubled youth. They were the worst fucking bastard kids. I, I was always like, oh, I see why you're here. I see why your family put, they put you here. But anyway, you would, like, play games with them and shit, and sometimes you would play cards. I think that was the last time that I actually played cards. That was, like, three years ago. Anyway, it's also National Chocolate Candy Day. National Chocolate Candy Day. It's also National Download Day. Oh, I, I did celebrate that. I, I downloaded a, uh, a stupid fucking app that makes um, pet pictures talk. Because I thought it was hilarious, and it was. National Short Film Day. All right, National Short Film Day. I wonder what kind of film. <laughs> Catch me and Nikki P on OnlyFans. No, just playing. Not yet. One day. And also, lastly, it is Pledge of Allegiance Day. That's pretty weird. It's just, a, see what I'm saying? Random. Just very random. National <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance Day. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is mini holidays for December 28th. Give it up one time. Give it up one time. All right, so check this out. Like I said, I love doing these type of, of quotes for mental illness. Like, they'll have 
they'll break it down, you know, different uplifting motivational quotes that I like saying and I like sharing because they help people sometimes. We're all about helping people over here, putting people in a better mood, you know, and then sometimes they'll break it down like these quotes are for anxiety, these quotes are for bipolar, these quotes are for, you know, schizophrenia, whatever, OCD, whatever. So these are for recovery and addiction. I found a list of 75 of them. 75 meaningful and inspiring addiction recovery quotes. Are we getting through all 75? No, absolutely not, because Patient Zero talks way too much in the beginning of the show. But I had to let you guys know what was going on with COVID. But I found 75 of them. You know, are we going to get through them all? No. But it's all right because we'll have it for next time. Let's just get right into it, shall we? My mug that I'm uh, drinking tea out of, it says, it's a glass mug, it says 2020, and then it says rated one star, very bad, would not recommend. <laughs> uh, okay. Nobody cares. All right, so the first one. It's not the drugs that make a drug addict. It's the need to escape reality. All right. Well, boys and girls, let's let's hold hold this thought for a second. Hold that thought for a second. Okay. It's not the drugs. That make the drug addict addict is the need to escape reality. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know why I was like overanalyzing that, but I was thinking kind of like if an addict just is trying to escape reality, but at the same time, like you really want to feel that euphoria too, right? You want to feel like that rush or that euphoria, there's something that comes with it. If you just want to escape reality, you could just take a trip to fucking Hawaii. You feel me? But, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I, I know there are people that it's not even... Yeah, I guess, I guess to a certain extent, I guess it is like that. You just want to escape reality no matter how bad your situation is or people think how bad their situation is you know because people could just use drugs and they're just like bored of their life you know there's bored they're working like nine to five and they have this and this and they're you know paying bills and they're just bored and they just want to escape reality and then there's people that got you know touched when they were four years old by their dad or something and you know is in therapy twice a week and you know can't shake that feeling can't shake that PTSD type thoughts and you know and they would want to escape reality but yes an addict I guess they say like an addict is an addict is an addict I guess not just with drugs like a lot of a lot of people with drug addicts uh, a, dr a lot of drug addicts have other addictions as well 
food, sex, porn, gambling, online shopping. I, you know, it all it's all together. It's just it's that mentality. It's just like that part of the brain that just is like turned on with some people that it's like everything has to be balls to the wall. You know, I kind of I don't know. That's how I feel. All right. Addiction begins with the hope that something out there can instantly fill up the emptiness inside can instantly fill up the emptiness inside. Okay. Now these are from certain people. I should say the first one is from unknown. This is from uh, Gene Kilborn. So it's not like these are, it's not like you can look at these like um, objective and say like, yeah, that's, that's a fact. She's sitting a fact. She's just saying a quote that I guess that she wants to share and what she, you know, what she believes in. Um, and then you guys could interpret however you want to interpret it and take it how you want to take it. Um, but again, I feel like if I'm going to put my thoughts, views, and opinions on this, and I will break down each one like that, because that's what I do. It doesn't have to begin like that. Addiction begins with the hope that something out there can instantly fill up their emptiness inside. It doesn't have to, to begin with, with that. If you're in high school and you're smoking weed, and you're smoking weed, and you're smoking more weed, and then you're smoking all weekend, and then you're smoking four times a week, and then you're smoking every day, every single night, and your grades are suffering, and this and this, whatever, you're, you're becoming an addict, you don't even know it, just as far as like putting all the, the energy and the effort, the, how many times you're doing it, and, and you're... Um, your thought process is like only focused on that. Obviously, if it's taken away from your grades, it's probably taken away from, you know, hanging out with your family or being social or whatever it is, you know. Doesn't mean they have that emptiness inside. It just, again, could be out of complete boredom. A lot of addictions, I feel like, start with like that with, with drug addicts. I feel like drug addicts start with that type of mentality, right? Like, I mean, I started using, you know, drinking and um, smoking weed in high school in 10th grade. My grades significantly dropped. I went to summer school uh, 10th and 11th grade. Just barely graduated high school. Still to this day, I don't know how that happened. It was like one of those things where it's like, you have to get a 65 on this one test or we're holding you back. And I got like a 67. Yeah, that type of shit. Higher power type shit. But anyway. That was to take away my anxiety. My out of control anxiety that I was, you know, I, I couldn't go to school. Basically, I didn't want to go to school because of that. I was just so anxious over the top, you know, anxiety constantly struggling with that. But then the focus turned into how am I going to get, how am I going to get money to get more and how often am I going to do it until I'm doing it all the time. And then when you do it all the time, that even becomes bored. You know, like you, you started doing it because you wanted something else and you're like, just so, so you're not bored anymore. 
and you find a new hobby that is your new hobby then it turns into an addiction and then you have to try harder stuff you have to you know as i started as i started graduating let's say i graduate high school i had to graduate to a new level of drug and then it goes on from there so addiction begins with the hope that something out there can instantly fill out the emptiness inside i feel like down the line maybe not as soon as you begin maybe somewhere down the road You could find something that you think that will instantly feel the emptiness inside because the more that you use and the more hardcore drugs that you use and over a period of time, then the emptiness is really going to like, you know, the emptiness will really hit you. You're not even you, you can't even experience emptiness until you, you know, have gone farther than that, I would think. Thank you, ID, for the like. <laughs> I don't understand the IDs. Sneaky Elbow. What up, Sneaky Elbow? That's a cool name. Sneaky Elbow. Just anybody who is in recovery or struggling with addiction in any way and has found sobriety and have not found sobriety and if you relapse a million times like me or if you're back on track or whatever it is, shouts to you. This podcast goes out to you. Because my 21 months is your 21 months because we all have today. My 21 months doesn't mean shit. I actually have eight and a half years experience of recovery. That doesn't mean I have eight and a half years recovery. I wish that, that you know, I wish it was like that. But unfortunately, it's 21 months. But it's also the longest that I've ever had. But all we have is today. So when people are in meetings, back when meetings were a, a thing, you know, before the pandemic hit you would celebrate your three months you would celebrate your one year you would celebrate your two years whatever like that and it was maybe 30% for yourself maybe 20% for your family and 50% was for the newcomer that just walked in in the room for the first time and has never been to a meeting before and was you know tweaked out and scratching their skin and didn't sleep for four days and was, uh, you know, trying to possibly do something different in life and try to make a change and try to possibly help themselves and save themselves. And they look up and they say, holy shit. They hear your story and they say, holy shit. If you could do it, I could do it. That type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Um... Thank you for the like there, Sneaky Elbow. That was pretty sneaky there. <laughs> Addictions started out like magical pets. Pocket monsters. Pocket monsters. They did extraordinary tricks. Um, showed you things you have never seen were fun. But came through some gradual dire alchemy. Oh my god, who said this? To make decisions for you. Eventually... They were making your most crucial life decisions. And they were less intelligent than a goldfish. Yep. Amen. 
the most crucial life decisions at that point, the most crucial life decisions is, um, how do I get money? Right. That's, that's really it. You don't care where you're staying, who you're staying with, what you just did. You know, you have to just, you wake up and first of all, you wake up and you're pissed off that you're still alive, but you're like, fuck, I have to do this again. And just that the running and the getting money and the waiting for dealers and the running and getting money and waiting for dealers and the whole nine and everything that comes with it. Finding a clean needle sometimes is like your most uh, crucial decision, (laughs) you know, your most crucial decision that you'll have that day is like, okay, well, I want to get high more than anything right now. I heard this is some good shit. I want to shoot up right now. But should I use this dirty needle? Hmm. Possibly get all the, you know, diseases. Hepatitis A, B, C, HIV, you know, whatever. But but I really want to get high, though. So, so should I just should I just take the risk? I mean, why not? I've, I've, I've made it this far. You know. And that's just how it is. And that's real talk. And I'm talking from experience. So this is not a game. This is not a fucking game. Well, maybe if I shoot the rig up with the needle, and even though it's a little bent, in a in a puddle of water, because that's clean, right? An outside rain puddle of water. If I do that enough, it'll just clean it out, right? And then I could u- reuse it. Yeah. It's not a game. Sneaky Elbow said, Did you find a stigma of addiction as a major barrier of getting help? Um, You know what? No, not really. I actually didn't. I actually didn't. I never... Um, I, I I didn't care about any of that. I never cared about what people thought as far as like my using because I knew that it got really bad and I knew that it was... Um, when it got really bad, the last like year, year and a half of me like using hardcore, it was... I was so isolated that the only people that I talked about that I, that I talked about, the only people that I talked to was um, drug dealers and, you know, possibly people in a crack house. They don't really talk that much, though. They don't they don't even like people talking. They get so paranoid. And, you know, people that wanted to, you know, if I was escorting or something like that, prostituting, you know. And a lot of those, a lot of those interactions wouldn't even be that much talking. So it wasn't even like at that point. I just knew that I was a sleaze bag. I was a dirt bag. I was, I was a real true hardcore addict. But as far as like getting help, I, I had to hit rock bottom. I just personally, for me, like I had to hit rock bottom. I'm not going to tell you my my rock bottom story right now because we don't have time. But you know, it was. I heard a couple people in meetings and stuff like that. I think I had even a counselor or maybe even a sponsor tell me one time that um early on in, in recovery that you know they were saying like your your rock bottom could have a trap door and i'm like fuck you like it can't get any worse are you kidding me like there's no way it can get any worse than where i was at and you're telling me it could be there's a trap door and it could find it could possibly go even yes yes things could actually get even worse 
But yeah, as far as the stigma, fuck it. I, at that point, I was just like, you know what? If I'm not dead by now, for some reason, I'm still supposed to be alive. And I'm just tired. I'm sick and tired of being tired. I, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't just... My entire life is just focused on this. And I don't want this anymore. I want to at least see what else is out there. I want some type of change. I need I need some type of change. I can't. Can't do this anymore. Sneaky Elbow says, yeah, um... Never tempt the word by saying you can't get. Yeah, I mean it, you can't get any worse. I mean, come on, you know that's just that's just stupid to even think that. But it always can get worse. And ladies and gentlemen, even though maybe it wasn't like rock bottom type scenarios, but I've had over ten relapses. I would say since I started recovery. And they were bad. Like, really, really, really fucking bad. Like, really, really fucking bad. And I'm not even saying as far as, like, what happened to me. You know, just being, like, a, a selfish addict and only addict and only caring about myself. I'm talking about destroying my family. You know, my, my fiancé breaking up with me and leaving me. Um, you know back to back to living in my car you know for a little bit it was it was just like wow like was it worth it no nope definitely wasn't worth it these are things that scar me for life because i always say like when we're doing mindfulness exercises and mindfulness shows i'm always like oh the past is in the past you can't change it yeah but when i when i think about shit like that the guilt and the shame is just too much to take. You know what I'm saying? The guilt and the shame is just too much to take sometimes because it's like that wasn't out of that wasn't out of my control. Like I could have controlled that situation. There's a lot of things like the serenity prayer. You just got to let everything go and you know control what you can can and and change what you what you can change and leave the rest. That was something that I could have changed. Like I I could have done something about that. I didn't have to pick up. I didn't have to. You know, be a sleazeball and, and fucking do shady shit, you know, and just pretend that, like, everything would be okay. Everything definitely was not okay. And it's hard for me to, uh, it's hard for me to, you know, it's hard for me to get past that. Even, even years later, it's hard for me to get past that because that, that, my decisions, it, it took my, the direction of my life in such a different way such a different way and it's just like why higher power like why you know i still don't know why but at least i can sit here on a podcast and talk to you about it sneaky elbow says everyone has their own rock bottom and finding it doesn't mean you have to rebound from there i hung up around my rock bottom for a while water the plants you know <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's uh Sneaky elbow, I I hear you. That is oh, that's a that's a horrible place to be at, because it's not just like one thing. It's not just like you know when they'll ask you like in rehab or something like that. What's your rock bottom? Oh, this happened. Okay, you know oh that's that exact thing happened. Oh wow, no no. Well, this this six months of being a rock bottom, like you think that you can't nothing is worse. You can't be in a worse situation than you are. I definitely feel you on that. 
Well, that's why some of these quotes, you know, can help some people too. Because when I post this and I upload it for other people and other addicts to check out, I mean, the main reason I decided to even like start this podcast and the and the main reason why I even wanted to do the podcast in the first place, to be 100% real, was to help people with mental illness and to help people suffering from addiction. So these are my favorite shows. These are some of my favorite shows. And that's why I always love doing it on my month anniversary, um, especially, you know, not not only, it's not the only show we do all month about addiction, but I love talking about it. I, you know, I love it, especially because I miss going to meetings now. I don't fucking go to meetings because of the fucking pandemic. I go to, I do go to intherooms.com. I don't know if you guys are familiar I do say that on my on a couple episodes in the rooms.com if you guys are looking for meetings, by the way. I was gonna say that at the end, but I'll say it now. In the rooms.com. They got meetings for everything. Every addiction you could think of, uh fucking pandemic group. I think they have like a COVID-19 group. They have um sex addiction and uh porn and meth and coke and dual diagnosis i go there a lot you know anyway addiction is the only prison where the locks are inside the locks are on the inside sorry yep isn't that the truth addiction is the only prison where the locks are on the inside that's pretty deep Addiction. When you can give up something anytime, as long as it's next Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I mean, they truly say it's every 24 hours. You know, um, just for today, only for today. One day at a time, all that stuff. Like, I, I love those um, sayings. Uh, and sometimes it truly is one minute at a time. Because you could be, like, scratching against the wall, like, ready to scream. And you're not going to wait, you know, 24 hours for that feeling to pass. It's going to literally be one minute at a time. I've been there as well. But, it, I mean, you know, you're going to feel different times... You're going to feel different ways at different times, of course, right? So, you know, especially like if you're in rehab for the first time and you're just like, oh, I made it, you know, I'm in rehab and it's like a month rehab and you're like, oh, my God, I feel like a new person. You know, I'm I'm, I'm so blessed. I found a higher power. You know, all these good things are happening to you. And it's just like, wow, that's so I feel amazing. I never knew that I can say 30 days clean. Oh, how, how um, long were you using? Well, 15 years. But for this month. I feel like I can stay clean forever. I, I just know it. I know that now, with the knowledge that I have, I can stay clean forever. <laughs> you know. And then they get out of rehab and a couple days later, you know, their, their dealer calls. They don't change their number. They don't change people, places, and things. They just go wherever they want to go. They have a bad mood. They have a fight with their fucking girlfriend one day. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like, boom, that's it. Right back at it. So it truly is 24 hours at a time. But the support around you is is what it's all about. The support around you is truly what's all what it's all about. You're not going to do it by yourself. I'm sorry. I, I mean, listen, you're not going to do it by yourself. 
you want you know go through the steps i recommend going through the steps i went through the steps three different times but now i live the steps i don't go through the steps i live the steps right do i currently have a sponsor no i don't currently have a sponsor but i've had three in the past um so it's like i've taken their suggestions i've taken their suggestions i went to three different rehabs i went to a halfway house i went to four different outpatients i've been around the block but now it's so much more than that because like i said that eight years experience that i have with only 21 months clean it's just you know it shows that obviously i had a, a lot of relapses but even even the relapses i learned a lot but now through a lot of therapy and a lot of learning to love myself and being okay with myself and all my coping skills that come with it. I have coping skills that are for mental illness and I have coping skills that are for addiction and most of them coincide. Most of them blend, blend together hundred percent. Have a support group if you can. Get a support group. If you don't have a support group, listen to this podcast. Or honestly, just go to intherooms.com. Tiggy Evel says, uh, took me a while to build self-belief. I was capable of change. And then my life was worth fighting for. Yes, that's a big one too. That is a big one too. Um, once you, it's hard to do anything as far as like getting in recovery or starting recovery or starting a new life or putting the drugs down. If you have no hope, it's very difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's very difficult. If you have no hope, that's the last thing to go. Like once hope goes, if you are, if you're hopeless, as a human being, it's a lot. It, it's like, cause then it's like, so what if I fucking die in a ditch? You know, so what if I shoot up and I get HIV? Like, who cares? Who the fuck? Who cares? I don't care about myself. No one else is going to care about me. I'm just going to do me until I die. Let me just continue this. But either something sparks it or something doesn't. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know what makes how, you, how that decision happens. But it's like it happens for some people and it and it doesn't for some people. I would say 100% they say. Not they say it's just in a general fact that you have to do recovery and you have to want to get sober for yourself. You can't get it sober for anybody else. It's not going to work. Well, I believe that, but to start the process and if you're going to lose hope and you're getting a little bit of hope because you're doing it for someone else, I say that's okay. You know, for example, my family, like my family, my mom, you know, I was completely tearing them apart, just absolutely tearing them apart. You know, I, I, I couldn't, you know, I aged my mom's face so much um, that she looks like 20 years older than what she is. And she's like, you know the the pain and suffering that i put them through it was like it was too much to even think about but for me to start the process it was like okay let me do it for them and then maybe i'll start to learn to love myself and do it for me 
Sneaky Evil says, can I say, 21 months is an amazing achievement. Thank you so much. Have you found more motivation from running away from the bad of addiction or running towards the goal of hopes of your future? Wow, that's a great question. That is a great question. I mean, can I say a little of both? No, probably, probably I would say towards running towards a goal or hope for the future, I think, um, is my main motivation because I can't, it's not like I'm looking back and I'm saying like, oh, I'm not that, that person, um, anymore, uh, because I don't want to give my drug of choice that much power, you know? I don't want to give my drug of choice that much power. Um, I, I think about my drug of choice, you know, which was crystal meth, but I, I use anything, whatever was available and around. Um, crystal meth brought me to my knees the quickest, though. Uh, destroyed my life the quickest. Um, but yeah, I'm all about just, you know, I'm all about just um, staying focused on the future, staying focused on the present, really, and planning for the future, and, um, you know, sometimes I'll just think about wanting to use, but then I'll get in that, in that mindset where, oh yeah, I do remember where that took me to, you know, it, it's, there's like a built-in forgetter for a lot of addicts that like, after you have some clean time, you'll start thinking about, you know, you get your life back together. Let's say you get an apartment, you get a job, whatever it is, you have some clean time and you, and you, you know, you're like, you know what? Now that I think about it, like it really wasn't that bad. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really that bad. I could just go. I could dibble and dabble a little bit. You know what I mean? I got my life together. Like maybe I could be like a functioning. I, I could just. I could just use a little bit here and there. <laughs> you know. And then the whole process starts all over again. Because no, you can't do that. And yes, it was that bad. Unfortunately, the built-in forgetter forgetter are, is worse for some people. But I remember how bad it got vividly and I suffer from PTSD because of it I wish I did have a built-in forgetter actually but unfortunately I don't and that's what kind of keeps me from you know giving my drug of choice that much power to just be like oh yeah I'm just another day away from that and be like fuck you you know what I mean like you for whatever reason, were a part of my life, and I just completely are not, and now I'm just going to go towards the future, and keep going forward. You know what I mean? Like, relapsing now, I feel like would be such a kick in the stomach. You know, like, relapsing, when you first get out of, like, rehab or something like that, or even you go to outpatient or something like that, and you have like a month or a few months or something like that, and then you relapse, counselors will tell you, you know what, relapse is a part of recovery. 
And I used to always hate saying, uh, hearing that because I was like, no, fuck you. I'm going to be sober the rest of my life. And then, you know, and meanwhile, here you go. I, I relapsed like over 10 times. But I was just like, damn, I don't want to hear that. But as much as it hurts then around that time, you know, if I'm if I'm preaching and saying. This is the longest that I've had in my life, it it first of all adds like a double protection because now it's like if i really want to use now in my mind instantly i'm just like wait a second this is the longest that you've ever had in your life like are you sure you want to blow it all now because this is going to hurt worse than the first relapse or the second or third or fourth for sure this is going to probably sever ties with your family this is going to destroy everything that you worked so hard for and at the same time you have to go back to day zero are you sure now and I fight with myself in my mind. I, I talk to myself and I'm just like, no, you're right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm fine. Let's keep you pushing. Let's go to an online meeting. I'm cool. Uh, sneaky Elbow, I used for, let's see, 16 consecutive years and then like an extra thrown in bonus uh, year and a half. Like sporadic, sporadically. After that, the lore of using moderation, the pink elephant. Yeah, exactly. Moderation. Don't we all win? I don't know what what is wrong with addicts that like our our mind really thinks that that we can do that. We can just use it in moderation if we just have you know, we just stop for like a couple days, couple weeks, maybe a couple months, and then it's like, oh, yo, I could just do a little bit. Just do a little now. I don't I don't even need that much. Actually, those are the people I, I was never really like into into opiates. Like I'll do like Percocet and Oxys like every once in a while. Um, snort them or something like that. But they definitely were not my thing. If anything, they were to help me come down from, you know, being awake on crystal meth for four days. Left snort up some of those in fucking, uh, fucking Xanax. To help me go to sleep. Well, what happened? But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, those are the people. Unfortunately, like the real um heroin addicts and opioid addicts and stuff like that, opiate addicts. Um, unfortunately, that's how a lot of them drop dead. I know, I know a girl, I know, shit, a girl, I know, I know at least a few people that have done this exact thing. They'll get clean for a little bit. Their body is not used to having that heroin in them all the time, right? Because with heroin, I never understood anyway. It's just like, you kind of like fade out and you don't feel anything. You don't think about anything and you're kind of like nodding out and shit like that. Okay, that even that isn't even fun. But then after that, your body just gets used to it. And the only reason why you're you're shooting up is so you're not sick anymore. Like, what kind of sick? Or right, anyway, that, I'm not I'm not judging. Everybody has their own their own addictions. But um, but then what happens is they get out. Their body is a lot less tolerant. Right, their tolerance went way down. And then they get something, and it has it happens to have a little fentanyl in it, or maybe they wanted a little fentanyl. Which is obviously a lot stronger than heroin, or it's mixed with it, or whatever. And then you just do a little bit, and you're just like, well, I'll just do a little bit, and boom, dead. 
just like that. Sneaky elbow, it's a big problem for addicts leaving prison. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's a damn shame. It really is a damn shame. And another damn shame on the, on the, on the same topic of this, there's actually addicts who will find out like heroin addicts or, or even fentanyl addicts that will find out that a person overdosed, maybe just overdosed and maybe overdosed and died. And those addicts will go out of their way to find out who sold it so they can get some. Like, yo, he overdosed? Yo, he died? Yo, I need that shit, bro. Yo, that's the shit that I want. How can I get that? I'll just do like half the dose, but that shit will take me to another planet. Yes. Exactly. Sneaky elbow. Good stuff, apparently. I mean, I, I li listen, I, I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> I fucking get it. I fucking get it. I When the first time I heard about super meth, <laughs> like blue super meth from Mexico, I was like, I, I don't have money, but I have to get to Mexico. Like right now, like where do I get this shit from? Where do I get this shit from? Are you kidding me? Blue super meth. Wow. All right, so obviously you guys know this. At first, addiction is maintained by pleasure. But the intensity of the pleasure gradually diminishes. Yes, it always does, unfortunately. And the addiction is then maintained by the avoidance of pain. <coughs> yeah, that's, you know... Unfortunately, no matter what your drug of choice is, there's going to come a point where your tolerance does get so high that you have to start doing so much and you're not getting the same effect as you desire and definitely not your, your, uh, the, you know, the, the, the uh, effect that you first got, not even close. So then you're chasing the dragon, right? No matter what drug it is. And you got to do more and more. And there's really only so much dopamine that can be released in a human body. It's not. It's not an un. It's not a a, a never-ending supply. You know, apparently that shit just gets like burned off, just completely depleted, and then you're just fucking zombie. We don't choose to be addicted. What we choose is to deny our pain. Alright, sometimes. This is a good one. Quitting smoking is easy. I've done it a hundred times. <laughs> Addiction is just a way of trying to get... Addiction is just a way of trying to get at something else, something bigger. Call it transcendence if you want. But it's a rat in a maze. We all want the same thing. We all have this hole. This thing you want. 
offers relief, but it's a trap. Yep, it is definitely a trap. It is definitely a trap. All right, we're already in overtime. I could just keep reading these. I got so many of them. Oh, let me just end. Okay, hold on. I'll just do a couple more. I didn't even know I was addicted until I tried to stop. Oh, that's a big one, too. That's a really big one, too, especially early on in addiction. You're just like, well, no, it's what are you talking about? It's no problem. I don't have, you know, and then it's like, wait a second. Wait a second. This is all I think about. That happened the first time I, I tried to, um, to stop smoking weed, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's just weed, whatever. But I was definitely addicted to weed. I mean, I was smoking three, four blunts a day, all day, every day. And then just stopping. I feel like I wanted to kill people. If I didn't have any. Um, the priority of an addict is to. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry. Image. Imagine trying to live without air. Now imagine something worse. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's a really good way to explain it to uh, non-addicts. You know, that people are just like, why can't you just stop? Don't you love hearing that? Like, why can't you just stop? I don't get it. What is the thrill? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you get out of it? You, I almost kind of just want to be like, here, take a hit. No, no, it's a shh, shh. Just take a hit. It'll be all right. Just take a hit. But that is a really good way to explain it to uh, the normies. Imagine trying to live without air. Now imagine something worse. God, God, God damn. Addiction, the disease that makes you too selfish to see the havoc that you've created or care about the people whose lives you shattered. Well, that's a good way to end it because I... Around when I was having my, my rock bottom, around the same time, a little bit before, actually, I had to block out everybody in my life. I mean, that's how isolated I, I become. I'm talking about I didn't talk to family. I didn't talk to friends. I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't have, uh, you know, it was like I had to do that because I didn't want them, first of all, to worry about me. I didn't want them to know how bad it really was. And I didn't really want to have any discussion with them, anybody that, that cared for me or loved me or anything like that. I didn't want to have a, a conversation as far as like, we want you to do better, you know, we'll, we'll help you, whatever like that. Like, I was fine. I was fine. Where I was at right now, I was fine. Happy as shit. Oh, sure, sneaky elbow, no problem. Sneaky heaven wants me to read it again. Okay, the last one. Addiction. The disease that makes you too selfish to see the havoc that you created or care about the people whose lives you shattered. You shattered. What do you think about that? What's up, Rob? So it's basically just saying... Um... That it's a selfish disease. 
and that you don't care about anybody else but yourself. You become too selfish to think about anything else. Alright, hey, that's alright. Stinky Apple doesn't agree with it. It's all good. Oh, what disease? Well, yes, we're talking about addiction. Thank you. But we we were talking about addiction because we got to wrap things up. Um, I did go over time, but I wanted to make up a little bit of time because I didn't go on Thursday and Friday because of my COVID status. Yes, I had a wonderful Christmas, everybody. Completely by myself. Feeling like I was going to die. The worst symptoms ever. Shouts to COVID and everybody over at the Wuhan lab in China. Shouts to you guys. And uh, shouts to everybody that's uh, going through it or had a family member that suffers with it or is really suffering with it or passed away. It's just it's just terrible. And 2021 is not going to get any better. But, you know, maybe 70 percent of the people will take the vaccine and we'll go from there. And I will not be one of those people. So you guys take the vaccine. Take it. It's going to be it's it's going to be fine. This is coming from someone that used to shoot meth. <laughs> All right. I used to inject meth. Possibly was meth. Who knows? Who knows what I was shooting up in my van? And who knows the dirty rigs that I was shooting in my arm. But I'm not taking the vaccine. So there you go. Take it or leave it. Thank you so much for the applause, the sushi, the rose. The, oh, my God. I'm like at a fucking I'm at a sushi restaurant with uh, roses. Thank you so much. Come back and hear us again. This is the Variety Show podcast, but we do talk about anything and everything. So just come back and uh, listen. You never know what we're going to get. You never know what you're going to get. Um, but at least that was some quotes, and we'll, we'll hit that again. That was some uplifting motivational quotes about addiction, ladies and gentlemen. Recovery. Recovery from addiction, I should say, not just addiction. But, um, yeah, so follow us here on CastBox. And thank you guys so much in the room for listening live, because we do go live Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern. We are here Monday through Friday, five nights a week. And if you can't catch the live show, it is all good, because we are on all different types of platforms, Apple and Google, and you can tell Alexa to play us. We're on Spotify. We're all over the place. But the first place you should go is anchor.fm or just download the Anchor app. It's the best app for podcasts and it's not a sponsor, a sponsor, but Nikki P and I get a better chance of having sponsorship if you go hit that site first. So anchor.fm is where it's at and search mixture of variety. Mixture of variety is the name of the show. You already know. You already know. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. The last thing I'm going to say, wait, follow us on IG. Did I say that? Follow us on Instagram, at Mixture Variety. At Mixture Variety on Instagram, you'll see the craziest banners of your life. You'll see Granny getting drunk in the nursing home. You'll see me and Nikki P halfway naked. You can check us out on our OnlyFans. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We don't have an OnlyFans. But you can see some of the craziest banners of your life because we got temporary banned a bunch of times and we get shit flagged and deleted all the time. So while our Instagram is up, Follow the 4,500 people that we have on there. Why not? It's a fucking circus. It's organized chaos. You will love it. I guarantee that. The last thing I'll say, right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen, January 8th. That's right. Our first video YouTube podcast is going down January 8th, 
next Friday. I can't believe I can say next Friday. That's fucking amazing. That is just that is what such a wonderful feeling. We've been promoting this since the summer. So hopefully you will be there or be square. And the time had to change because Nikki P got a new job, but it definitely will still be January 8th. So be on the lookout and listen to us. And we'll uh, give you updates on Instagram as well, of course. And um, once again, that is at Mixture of Variety. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Tomorrow we'll be talking about something cool. Make sure you stay tuned. I don't know yet. But we'll get it cracking. This is your boy and your host, Patient Zero, signing out for the evening. You guys have a great night. Deuces. Deuces.